Hello, and welcome back to Barely D&D. My name is Melanie, and I'm the only person's voice that you probably don't recognize. I usually work behind the scenes as an editor, but today I get the honor of recapping last week's episode. This week, we're going to be diving into episode 25, Silence in the Tavern. But before that, we're going to recap episode 24, Harbor at Home Cove. The fun guys arrived in the overwhelming stone bowl of color and life known as the city of Home Cove enjoying the return to hard ground and some sense of normalcy. While the other crew members offloaded and prepared for trade, the party was greeted by a friendly Kefkin captain who welcomed them to the city and provided a different perspective of the Imperial Guards that filled the Empire. Equipped with directions and a positive first interaction, the party set off to find new experiences and opportunities, discovering a series of buildings, public notices, and people of interest around them. Craig, Greta, and Roe split off from Boz and Tello, who were interested in separate endeavors across the city. Dietz, an elderly woman releasing flower petals into the breeze, caught the attention of Greta and her fellows, and a friendly conversation led the widow to invite the group to stay with her in her home for their companionship. Meanwhile, Boz investigated a great tree that he had spotted from a distance, revealing a subterranean, magical residence beneath the white tree's roots. There he met Tesha, a turtle druid and cleric, who not only helped him plant a magical seed, but also who counseled him to begin to trust others more and to learn to lay his burdens down. Satisfied by the wisdom of the more experienced druid, Boz left the face space and asked Tello where he would like to go. With this prompting, Tello led Boz around a corner to a shop that he had yet to describe, continuing their boys' day of shopping. At the same time, Craig, Greta, and Roe continued their venture toward Home Cove's main fairway, where they met an eccentric fellow selling fruit. A less than pleasant conversation transpired before the group had enough and decided to go locate the Three Roses Tavern where they discovered the locale to be populated almost entirely by Kefkin soldiers. This did not dissuade the trio from entering, and each member found an activity therein to interest them, to whatever interesting ends they may reveal. And with that, let's get into this week's adventure. Welcome back to Barely D&D, where we do dungeons, things, and dragons, and <laughs> <laughs> things like that. We are so excited to have you. Um, this is the 25th episode, if yes! I'm correct. This oh is our 25th episode. 25th episode. And we have a crazy special guest uh, here. It's Jackie <laughs> Butler! And she has a sort of Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Oh, wow! Hey. We just drank Hi. like a cup of coffee each, <laughs> yes. so in case you're wondering where all that energy is come, coming from. <laughs> It was definitely not there. Who's ready for another episode. shopping episode? Yeah. I know I am. I know I shop, am. Shop, shop, Patronizing shop, shop, the shop. local NPCs. Let's oh. go. Make hey. character hey. energy up in here. Let's do it. What's our uh, question from the <gasps> pl- pl- choir? Oh, we didn't I have a question have, for every. Oh, oh, Jackie, your turn. You go because you're the no, special guest. I want you're the special yours. guest. Nose goes. Want, nose goes. I'm not a special guest. You're right. That is a little Final offensive. Back, back for this week and maybe only this one. <laughs> well, so she's Ro a contract. Oh, <laughs> you mean that boat? Where's the temp? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Did you just compare you me to temp? Ryan the temp? You're watching The Office, so now I can do that. I'm so excited you're doing that, yeah. by the way. <laughs> Jackie, for the record, is a 100% Barely D&D cast member, and she is a, as much a part of this as we are. Uh, Barely D&D is not liable for any threats, slander, oh, gosh. Uh, gossip, or malicious awesome. um, that occurs in the episode of recording this podcast. Speak for yourself. 
<laughs> oh, oh boy. Oh. Abby what? <laughs> Are you responsible for the slander gossip? <laughs> 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 or you just claimed responsibility for illegal attacks. <laughs> <unhappy, just> <laughs> hey, nobody actually no, knows how to sue anyone, and the Better Business Bureau is fake, so I don't really care. <laughs> I what? love that. That's good. That's, we are, nobody knows how to sue anyone in the better business bureau is fake. We are two and a half minutes into this, and it's just mania. This is what happens when we let when Micah opens the episode, you sorry. just know you're in for a I flagged nothing. Yeah. Everything is staying in, and we are gonna keep yeah. going. All right, okay, what's the what's, what's the, the question? question, Jackie? No, it was Lynn. I don't actually have a question. I just am good. Both of I think you you're lying. lying. Did you lie too? I have uh, no, I had a question, but I don't know if it's good or you not. You should do it. Well, ask it. Ask it. Uh, I was going to do uh, if if your character was a uh, Parks and Rec <gasps> character. Did we already what do, do this? Is it good? Oh, my gosh. Did, did we, we can do it again. No, we did the office and we said we would do Parks and Rec. So this is just us coming back. I have yeah. an answer. I have an answer. Let's go, boss. I have Let's an go answer. Hippie Ron. Go, yeah, go. Yeah. True. <laughs> boss is Hippie Ron. Yes. Oh, That's my true. gosh. Actually, you Wait, know what? Woody? By, I don't see that. By jokes, I, see... I think so. But actually, that guy's way more chill than Boz. Yeah, he is. You're like, like Boz is kind of inwardly well, uptight. Yeah. Maybe when Boz gets to that age. You know and like he that. knows more. You know who Boz is? <laughs> who? No Boz offense is ben. to Boz. Ben? Oh my God. <gasps> Boz is ben. Boz is ben. Yes, he is totally Boz. Ben. He's so ben. Ben. He would totally I spend like a week ben. on stop motion just to realize how pointless it is oh, and sink deeper into a depression. And he's like, oh, I'm depressed. Oh, this is what depression But then like, in his heart, like, he really loves people and yeah. he's a genuine guy. He's also and, an accountant. And an accountant. What? Oh. You're Ben. So I'm an accountant. I'm so proud of that. Oh <laughs> I'm graduating gosh. in two weeks. Wait, doesn't Ben He's play counting on it. D no, he doesn't play D&D. No, he, he plays, plays that he weird yeah. Cones game. He plays the, oh, yeah. the Cones of the Cones yeah, yeah. Dun Dunbar or Dunshire? Dunshire. Yeah, so Dunshire. it's basically D&D. &D. I want to play that game. This episode is just a uh, an advertisement for Parks and Rec. It's all about the Cones. It's all about the Cones. They forgot. They forgot that it was all about the cones. Yeah. Okay. I've watched Parks and Rec seven times. What? I've only Park seen it three. Oh, That's yeah. crazy. Parks and Rec. I have read through the Pawnee handbook that what? Leslie Nope wrote uh, front to cover so many times. For the record, it's every crazy. good show I've ever watched Landon has put me on to. We don't talk about really? it. But yeah. Can I make <gasps> one request for the campaign? Can we have a Jean-Ralphio NPC at some point? <gasps> Please. Oh my gosh, yes. Oh. Careful what you ask for. <laughs> okay. But also, okay. I'm honored. I'm honored. Oh, I love him. Anyway, I um, love the okay. actor. so that's Boz. Yes, he's so funny. Craig would be just Ron. I feel like he'd be Ron. I could see that. Yeah. He causes too much trouble to be Ron. Ron likes yeah, to mind his own business. End of the show, Ron is who Craig could become. But Craig is too, like, Craig wants to be Ron, but he's not. Because yeah. Craig is actually very emotional. Then and, what is he? And he but is, so is Ron. That's true, but like way he more layers it. than Craig. Craig has like has like a paper thin layer and then it's emotion. And so Craig is like he's barely holding it he's together. He's like Jerry trying to be Ron. It's like when you put like frozen things into a paper sack and then the it like just falls through. You know that what was I mean? good. Craig yeah, Craig is wow. Craig is Jerry mixed with Ron. <laughs> Craig is Jerry okay. Lisa's wrong. We've that's that Mike is a poet because she's a poet okay. and she writes poetry. Wow. She doesn't Amen even know it. That. that one was for you, Dad. Uh, <laughs> can I make a prediction on Greta? <laughs> I feel like Greta is Leslie Nope if she went to a really bad place. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I and think that I, cannot be interpreted as a compliment. I think Greta, oh, has, I think Greta like, has Leslie's energy. Yeah, yeah. If that's you what mix I mean. it with like April's like 
kind of crazy fascination with dark things. Mm -hmm. I was just about to say, Greta is just April after the snake juice. That's that's yeah. who Greta is. Greta is Snake Juice April. I don't remember snake, snake Juice, juice April. That's like... the that's the, the the drink that Tom sells in the bar that everybody gets weird on. Yes, Snake Juice. Yeah. We should at get some Snake, snake Juice hole. at uh, the Snake Hole. It's I not. want Snake to Coffee. Lounge. Is there a Parks and Rec role playing game <laughs> oh where you just gosh. play a bureaucrat <laughs> in a Parks and Recreation department oh, in a small so town of weird people? So fun. Now I just want to watch Parks and Rec. What are we even doing here, guys? Sponsor us, NBC. I want to hear Rose. Okay, I have a three-part. I've thought a lot about this. Okay. Wow, okay. Um, <laughs> Roe is the obsessive compulsiveness of Leslie mm-hmm. mixed with the chaotic musician of Andy mixed mm. with the logic, mixed with the logic of, um, April? oh my God. April I had her name in my head and then it left. Uh, Anne? No, um, Anne, that's what Anne. I was say. That's what I'm not April. Anne Perkins. That's pretty true. Yeah. That's true. I let's just uh, pull all that together into um, she's uh, Andy and Anne's kid who spent too much time with Leslie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love that so. Who's much. my NPC this way? I was just trying to think that. about oh, that. the dude. Oh, no, we are his answer. Can uh, we the captain? I just want to say that <gasps> the um, turtle Spagoober <gasps> is definitely Chris Traeger. I love Chris Traeger. Yes. I love Chris. Traeger. I can see it. <laughs> I don't remember that character. Chris Traeger and Crazy Boyfriend. Uh, is end of the show, Chris Traeger. I love Chris mm-hmm. Traeger. Yeah, where he's like, yeah. we'll just do that, that. He can't a positive everything. I said yeah. we just chose Spagoober. Sh- no, we just yes. chose Shpigoober. No, because I'm the one that answered it, and I feel bad. The kobolds that fought each <gasps> other for the next yes! Kobolds who fought each other. Um, John Ralphio, done. <laughs> no, that's, the, that's yeah. not your out. And that's not your out. <laughs> John it's Ralphio true and his though. Sister. Well, it's, it's yeah, it's the, it's the Ralphio siblings. <laughs> All right, so um, I think that was good episode. Everybody, come back next week for the next part of the podcast. It's time to go watch Parks and Rec. <laughs> We're gonna go watch Parks and Rec. Just kidding. Zachary, take us to the the G, the GD bridge. The, bridge, the gosh darn bridge. Take us there. Hey, my mom listens to this. Okay. Um, this is episode 25, which all jokes aside, that's crazy. 25 episodes. 25 guys. episodes. 25 oh. episodes. That's halfway to 50. Wow. I can't believe oh Okay gosh. so the campaign Ends at 30 So I have no I'm just kidding So a lot has <laughs> gotta happen Time to buckle in And buckle up uh, Craig your wife's there She needs you uh, <laughs> Alright quick fire Time your, to buckle Your in son becomes A Kefkin soldier And And uh, uh, you know, Campaign 2 Whatever Becomes anyway. a general In campaign 2 And uh, I don't know <laughs> He's the villain. He's the villain. Craig's son is that's the big arc. Oh no. Airship Dudley. Um okay, well, today is still Tefra 31. And knowing Let's us, go. it might be Tefra 31 <laughs> for a while. But it's the last day of spring, probably the groundhog's day of this campaign. The Petal Yay! Festival. And yeah, um what? the Festival of Petals is today. Um we actually don't know how long it runs for, but it is going. And it is still Teftar 31. It is still level five adventure. Uh, we were at the bar with them going yes. to do things. Yes, okay. You weren't. So we pick back Sorry, up. Sorry, that with, was aggressive. I'm just going to leave the podcast. Um, I'll see you later. You guys have a new uh, CEO now. Um, we, uh, we Abby's pick- brother George shows up on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm Buzz. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a half Druid dryad. And I love I'm a half Druid dryad, <laughs> and I love wasps. <laughs> they glow, but only in black and white. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. 
<laughs> we just restart the campaign with Buzz, Krug, and Kruga. <laughs> Buzz, Kruga. Buzz, Krug, Kruga, and, and Ron. Ruga and Ron. <laughs> you grown man, Zach. You can do this. Um, so you guys are in the three roses. Um, and where we left off, uh, Greta was going to look at playing darts. Um, Craig had wandered over to the hand axes and Ro was in tow. Um, so uh, we'll start with Greta. Greta, you walk over to uh, three um, three dart boards. And what they look like is they are circular pieces of wood. They look like just uh, sections of tree trunk cut out and they haven't been painted they have been grooved in sections mm. to make uh three points and mm. um three concentric circles and um there are uh odds or evens greta Ooh. evens it's an 18 because of course um uh you walk over and um there are two there are two elven siblings um, dressed in uh, dark gray and black leather armor. Um, and uh, they have weapons at their side and packs on their back. Um, they look like twins. It's a brother and a sister. And um, they are uh, there are three dartboards. Um, there's a group of civilians held at one, a group of civilians. Like, you know, like there's, there's three... Um, dock working looking fellows with uh loose um sea salt smelling clothes three dwarves uh who are throwing darts at one they're not particularly good but they've got a couple tankards and they're having a time of it um there is what looks to be um uh two halflings on a date um <gasps> throwing at another Aww. uh board and then on the third there are these two um elven twins um, who are in their, uh, I don't know why I made them all matching sets, but um, they're two elven <laughs> twins in their dark armor and they're throwing darts. And the other two don't seem terribly good, but the elves the elves seem to really be like, they're like hitting it pretty exactly each time. I woke up to the couple. No, that'd be so annoying. You can. Hey. <laughs> that'd be so annoying. I'm uh, not going to do Actually, that. I would like to introduce my thoughts. Oh no. I was really digging you guys' vibe from across the bar. Who's so. <laughs> closest? Who's closest to Greta? Um, like who's in front? Uh, the uh, the elves are in the middle. The Holy Spirit is never yeah. far. Away. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I will stop. The elves are myself. in the middle. This is this is the same version of Abby being like, I cast tongues, and you being like, Can I have my conversation? Um, the dwarves are on one. The dwarves are on the left. Um, the elves are in the middle, and the uh, halfling couples on the right. Okay, I'm gonna walk up to the elves and kind of stand near them and see if they notice me. Okay, um, you sort of pause there for a second. And um, immediately, the sister sort of like looks at you. She narrows her eyes. It's also worth reiterating because we don't often, you're so short. Mm. Everyone there is taller than you, except for maybe the halflings. Mm. Even the dwarves have like a good half foot on you. Mm. And um, the twins sort of like look at you. And the sister sort of like eyes you out of the corner of her eye and she goes back to what she's looking at. Um, could you make a perception check for me? No. Fair enough. Just yes, kidding. You have made a tower out of your dice, and I do hesitate to ruin that. That's okay. Mm -hmm. It's already ruined. Perception check. 18. Ooh. 18. Can I make a perception check? You're not there. <laughs> um, you are not there. You can make a perception check, Boz. That's a 24. Is it actually? Yeah, I think my it's plus five at least. Holy crap. Okay. He well, doesn't see, but he feels. Yeah, it's um, plus five. Okay, well... Wherever you are, you see that sky clearly. Yeah, I do. Back to Greta <laughs> in the scene. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll detract from Boz getting his uh, revenge for the bird conversation. Um, <laughs> you, uh, you notice that there is a small 
brass like tip of something sticking out of one of their bags. Um, you also notice that the um, top of their hilt of one of their knives is laced in a little brass cord. And um, like in little, very subtle parts of their armor, their little brass, like decorations, very subtle. It would be uncommon to notice. Hmm. Um, and uh, the sister just sort of like eyes you for a second. They go back to what they're doing. And then do you go anywhere or do you just keep standing there? Can I wave to her when she eyes me? Okay. So you wave and she turns her eyes back to you. Hello. And she turns fully around. She faces you now. Um, they're they're both tall and slender, maybe about six foot, which is like double your height. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, they both have like lithe athletic forms, um, narrow faces with pointed chins. They both, they're like almost kind of like, you know, at, at a cursory glance, they're kind of hard to tell apart. Like at like, if they're facing away because they both have long silver hair that just sort of like falls down on their, their shoulders and then has this like laced braid crown to the back that forms into a large braid. And um, it's very much like a, like they're twins and they're leaning into it. Hmm. And uh, she turns around and she looks at you and she says, what do you want? Well, I was going to ask if I could play darts with you, but you don't seem to want to play. She sort of looks at her brother. He like, he takes a dart and he goes, and it, like just kind of off in the middle, he turns around, he looks at her, they look at each other and they look at you and they say, who said that you didn't want to play? That I didn't want to play or that you didn't want to play? And I messed up just then <laughs> as DM, but I'm going to lean into this. And the brother sort of smiles and he goes, I apologize. We're interested in playing. Okay. And he, uh, he walks up, he takes a couple darts out of the board. Um, they're, they're very simple. They're not darts that you and I would think of them. Mm. Um, they are just sort of like a metal cylinder um, with a basic fletching on them. They have that. And d- nothing else. Okay. Um, they're like hollow, like sharpened tin cylinders mm. with a basic fletching on the end. Much harder to throw. Do these look like they came with the bar or are these? Yes, they, they're, they're okay. matching all the way okay. across. And he um, he pulls out a dart and or he like he puts two darts in your hands and he puts two of the darts in his and he hands two darts to his sister and he says, "Why don't you go ahead?" Okay. Oh, I guess I, I'm gonna throw the darts. Okay. So roll the hit with a d20, and oh, add your dexterity modifier and your proficiency bonus. Um, roll to hit, is plus dexterity. Yeah. Yeah. Plus your proficiency bonus. <laughs> That's so total like. Like 22 to hit. Whoa! <laughs> okay. That's, wait, that's... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, what'd you roll? A 17. Okay, what's your dexterity modifier? Two plus three. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Okay, so Greta, you walk up, just sort of like, yeah, I'll play, and then you pick up... How do you throw it? Um, oh. You should do a spin. I, can I, like, kind of hop... Because I'm so short, so I'm throwing up. Can I like kind of jump up and then toss it? Okay, so you, you like walk up and you do this little goofy jump, and the moment you do, like they scoff. At you. I feel like my legs and are flying like, everywhere. Yeah, they flutter out from under you, and you toss, and it's not the forceful um, throw you're expecting, and it does this awful arch. Just nothing about how you're supposed to throw darts, but then it goes and just sticks, like not in the exact middle of the board. But you got about twenty, so you get in the middle ring, and you're like at the edge of it. Nice. And um, Heth and Hath sort of like look at each other. And they look back at you. Oh, I wasn't supposed to say their names. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, ignore that. Um, the what? twins look at each other and um, uh, brother smiles at the sister. Sister smiles. And uh, they're going to go ahead and roll the hit. So she'll take a throw. Okay. She throws it. It 
into like the third ring. Mm. Uh, so it makes it onto the board. And it's just this clean little like toss. And she steps back. She looks slightly frustrated. The brother walks up. Um, he takes the dart. He tosses it into the board. Um, oh, just barely on the edge of the wood. Like barely mm. makes it up. I'm slightly frustrated. Your turn. My turn. Um, that'll be a that'll be a twenty-four. <laughs> How do you throw this one, Greta? I think I'm just gonna do the same little jump. I'll probably I'm probably a little more confident, so I'm gonna try and jump a little higher than. Okay, last so time. you basically just shoot a basketball. You jump and like do the wrist and <laughs> flick, and the dart like makes a little weird arc, and it in the middle and like a couple people are starting to watch a couple soldiers are leaning back in their chair people are getting interested in this the halfling couple has quit throwing and is watching you the dwarves are starting to take notice and you this one like you get pretty close to the center and it Ooh, next nice. to it the siblings take another look at each other the brother walks up he throws okay um this one he lands like within the second ring and the sister um she picks it up she makes a clean throw uh, she makes it in the second ring. And um, they both step back. And uh, the sister sort of smiles and she says, you're pretty good at this. Thank you. Well, thank you. Um, my name's Greta. It's good to meet you. Good to um, meet you too. Greta, would you care to make this a bit more interesting? Sure. I don't have any money. Mm. I have... Um, I ha mm. What do you have? Make a persuasion check, Greta. <laughs> That's a natural one. Can I burn my inspiration? Yeah. Heck yeah. Okay, well. That's a six. So, persuasion? <laughs> it's not the highest DC, because it's already interesting. Twelve. Okay. That'll do. Um, uh, the sister smiles. And she pulls out this long dagger. Um, it's about this long. It's curved at the end and comes to a very sharp point. It's kind of like, it's clean and slick, but it's wicked looking. Not as in like wicked cool, but I mean like, like, like it's violent looking. <laughs> and um, it has this slightly curved blade hilt that like, like a seraphs at one and then at the other. And there's this very thin brass inlay to the side. And the, the handle is this curved dark black leather that comes to a point. There's a little circle of brass on the end. And she says, um, this is a fine dagger used for the same throwing. Hmm. Where did it, where'd you get it? What do you have? Hmm. And like people are starting to watch. You've got maybe like 10 people around paying attention now. Boom, 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 boom. Like check what magic Did items Craig I have. <laughs> how I've far this away are Craig and I? Um, how far away are Craig and I from well, this? Like, would we notice that this is happening? The way I'm going to play it, like Craig is going to be on the opposite side. Um, and he's going to be like, we're going to get into what you guys are doing in a second. And the music's okay. also going, so it's a bit loud. Um, so unless, gotcha. when we role play it, which will be your total freedom, unless Ro has like sort of wandered away from whatever you and Craig have been doing, um, it's unlikely that you would notice. But you can if you'd like to. Okay. We also have a passive perception of 16, so you probably do. <laughs> hmm. What do you pull out, Greta? I'm going to pull out, I have that ruby that, that, Heck yeah. um, 
the brass company gave to me? Uh, La Palma Verde. La Palma Verde gave <laughs> to me. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Sorry, so, I didn't say that. Um, Awkward. <laughs> you pull out a uh, you pull out a <laughs> ruby in your hand. <laughs> a ruby about like a half inch long, a good sliver of it, and uh, you present it. She smiles and she looks at her brother. Um, we'll use that as an opportunity to cut away. Greg, oh. um, <laughs> you'd been up across the room uh, and you walked over to the ax throwing maybe like five minutes ago. Um, <laughs> it's a weird thing you do with I your hand, I have bro. a question. I have an answer. So I'm about to be throwing an ax. Am I proficient maybe. with that weapon? Um, you definitely are. You don't have to check. I know okay. you are as a barbarian. Okay, cool. Um, uh, I believe it's a range simple weapon. I know you're proficient with those, but I also mm -hmm. like hand axes and barbarians are famous. Yeah. Um, as a Biaston dwarf, you most certainly are. Okay. Um, you'd be you'd be very familiar with uh, hand axes thrown and throwing hammers. Um, uh, but you uh, you get over to that side of the room, and um, there are uh, there is like sort of a lone fellow. He uh, he's taller, a bit lankier. He has on like these very basic, like a basic cloth tabard, um, maybe like a basic cotton. It's pretty worn at the edges, frayed. He has um, these very basic tan pants and these thick worn boots that are like uh, uh, smoothed at the edges. It looks like from a lot of work. Um, he has messy brown hair. He's a human. And he has sawdust on him in places. Mm -hmm. um, he smells kind of uh, like like cut wood. And he's throwing an axe. It's getting near the target. And all three poles are like next to each other. And everybody waits when someone goes to retrieve their axes. In the middle are um, two dwarven fellows. Um, stocky and thick. Very hairy. They look like maybe they're brothers. And they smell a lot like ale. Um, and they're throwing and making quite a ruckus. And then on the right, um, there is um, a Kefkin soldier and another Kefkin soldier. Um, one is a, a wiry looking elven fellow um, with like stringy um, yellow blonde hair that like sort of pokes out from beneath. Uh, well, actually he has, he has helmet hair. It's like cuffed in a little bit and pulled out the edge and you can see a helmet that's raised, that's like uh, on the edge of a booth next to a tankard. And uh, he, is, uh, he is throwing along with um, a, uh, a small, a shorter dwarven woman. She's very pretty, um, and uh, she has an interesting look. So she has she has this very um, closely shorn pixie cut that comes off to a side. And then she has a, tattoos going down her neck on the left side. Heavy armor on. She's muscular and thick, and she has like um, a t like an itty bitty chin and like really large strong cheeks, a weird facial structure for a dwarf. There's probably some other blood in there, and a large nose and green eyes. And they are both there um, throwing the axes at the. Um, I kind of want to like. I don't know, Craig, when he sees, like, when it comes to weapons, he's, like, focus kind of shifts, mm. and now he's just watching everybody kind of, like, taking in information of, like, how good are they, or, like, how are they throwing the it, fellow are they The fellow with the sawdust, mm, he's making a little, like, little bit, he's not that great. The Dwarven Brothers, they clearly have a knack for it, but they're also clearly many drinks in. So they're, like, they'll, like, make a good throw, and then they'll, like, kick up in the middle and miss a little bit, and they'll bounce off the side, and they'll laugh hysterically the kefkin soldiers seem to be getting the throwing done um and the fellow with the sawdust he's getting there he seems like a bit he's really quiet and he seems very focused he's intent on learning yeah but he's, but he's not, not making very good much anywhere yeah the kefkin soldiers seem to be pretty good they're landing some shots is there like an open brothers. space for me um no? there's there's a pretty good space in between all of them all three of them uh these are much more spaced apart than the door than the uh, darts because they're throwing axes yeah and, um so you could stand pretty comfortably in between any of the groups Okay, I'm gonna go in between. Is it bad to say the Kefkins and? I don't know. So it goes sawdust guy, dwarven, 
uh, dwarven folks soldiers. Yeah. Ro, uh, I'm going to turn to Ro and be like, I see that those are Kevkin soldiers. Should I avoid that or should I not go near them? Um, I don't, I think as long as you don't, and I like say it under yeah. my breath. I'm sure. like, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's, it's too bad as long as you don't, um, as long as you don't really say, you know, anything you shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> you know me. Do you, <laughs> can I, <laughs> can I say that, um, there's something I want to do, but Zach, tell me if it's allowed okay um okay can i can i look at uh craig and say um craig uh i i think it's fine if you if you want to toss a few with the with the kefkin soldiers over there uh but do you want to have a little fun what do you mean by that um (laughs) you you see those uh, do you do you see those um the the two guys uh next to the Kefkins who are very the, drunk yes but um yeah they're you're, yeah they're pretty tipsy uh do you think we could do you think we could ha- uh, have a little fun with them and fake them out I mean I don't know how you would want to do that do you want to take the lead on that okay um uh, yeah 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 hold on uh so can I go up to the two dudes mm-hmm. um they and have I, this and really I, um, heavy thick like matted hair it's kind of sweaty. <laughs> Um, and they smell not like just bad, like from, like they, they have a there's a very distinct smell to them. It smells like vaguely sulfurous and also a little bit like wood. It's like they must work in some sort of a um, a uh, some sort of like a rough in, like industry where you are around some raw materials, but you're not sure what. And uh, as you sort of approach, one of them looks back and goes, "Oh, I miss." Oh, uh, hello, boys. Um, yeah. I was wondering if you'd let me uh, take a take a swing at this. <laughs> they sort of like look at each other. Like when they laugh, they like they like their pressed lips. Like the air sputters out and like pushes their big mustaches forward. And one of them goes, <laughs> "Sure." And he like um, he uh, flips one of the axes in his hands, so he catches it by the blade, and he he hands the hilt toward you. Um, can I? Can I kind of? Uh, kind of uh like shoo the the axe away and can i turn back to craig this is what i want to know if i can do can i turn back to craig and cast minor illusion and make an axe of the same size my in my hand Excellent question. Uh, as per usual, this is a staple of uh, Rowena, where we will see whether or not we are pushing the limits of a spell. You, okay, wow. Uh, you would be aware that this is most certainly um, within the realm of the spell. Um, uh, you would you would be you would be well aware that it could be challenging when it reaches the target, because when it interacts mm-hmm. with other objects, they clearly pass through it. So, like making it look like it had stuck in the wood would very much be a question of, um, we'll say in your in your case, it'd probably be like a performance check, um, given your specific okay. skill set. But yeah, you could you could certainly try. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Um, so so I I turn around to Craig, or I just say, "Oh no, he has one." Um, okay. And I turn back around to Craig, and I I kind of wink at Craig and um and like put my finger up to my mouth, like Shh. Craig's going with and, it. He's um, like, "Yeah." <laughs> He's like, "Yeah." I and know. I and I like try to like quietly why don't you make a slight of hand check a little bit me. okay i knew that was coming <laughs> uh 
Okay, that would be. Oh, that's a seven. Um. Total? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm going to make a perception check for uh, these dwar- <laughs> these drunk dwarves at disadvantage. Yes. Okay. I want you to try oh, and no. guess what I rolled. Oh, no. I want you to try and guess what I rolled. A one? Two natural ones. <gasps> in a row. Not what? even joking. Yes. These guys are hammered. Um, I love it. You, uh, you, you like, you like strum a chord and whip your hand back, and you're like, "Oh, that was very sneaky." And they're staring straight at you, and they go, <laughs> "Yeah, you can use your own. It, it doesn't matter." <laughs> and then, okay, and then Ro, um, Ro kind of winks at both of them that okay. she's talking to, uh, and she steps up right off the bat. Make a persuasion or general charisma check. Your, 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 uh, uh, your call. Okay. Uh, that would be. Got any grapes? Thirteen. <laughs> Thirteen. Okay, that's more than enough for these guys. They both kind of like smile okay. and like nod with confidence. And then um, I step up with mm-hmm. my illusioned axe. Your loser axe. And I, <laughs> yeah, and um, and I, I kind of just. I act like really nonchalant about it and just like toss it straight at the thing. Okay. And then do I need to do a performance check? Yeah, yeah, see? yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. Check. <laughs> Ooh, that would be um, 19. Oh, let's go. So you uh, <laughs> you throw it and it goes and it makes like a sound in the wood. It makes like oh, a, oh my gosh. And, um, and like, there's even a couple people around you who are sober who don't necessarily see through it. Um, in fact, just for the sake of it. Does Craig see through it? Yeah, you know, because okay. you watched her do it. Okay. You watched her And then I, I look back at Craig when it hits okay. and I, I just like smile really big. Um, you get the feeling, because nobody's paying attention to you when you summon it, everybody immediately around you buys it. The Kefkins and the the and the civilian both like stop and start watching you and everyone's like kind of impressed because you right in the middle of the of the log wow i know her (laughs) wow and they were oh my god they were roommates roommates. uh, one of the dwarves sort of like steps back a little bit and goes you are really good at that i was good oh Oh, uh, yeah, thank you. I, um, you know, I, I, I'm just a natural. Um, yeah. You guys can go back to your game. That You guys look like you're having fun. You want to do another round with us? You know, I um, I would give it a no, go. I, I think like, my friend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, my friend over here. <laughs> I I mean, uh, I don't really know how good. I can measure up to that, though. She was really impressive, <clears throat> right? Measure. <laughs> like a pint. <laughs> All right, let's go. A point. You want to buy a point, <laughs> no. mate? No. Wait, um, what's your name? What is your name? I'm Kellebrat. And then the other fellow, like, know. pushes him a little bit, and he almost stumbles over, and he goes, but I'm Kellegak. <laughs> We're brothers, oh, but I'm my... the better of the two. Uh, oh, nice to meet you guys. Um, uh, yeah, you guys, uh, I don't know what I was going to say. I was... I was going somewhere and you then I come lost my train of thought. So go ahead, Micah. <laughs> and he like looks past you when he asks and then like refocuses and looks at you. Uh no, this is actually um our first time here. We're visiting. Could you make a deception check? Don't worry. It's against these guys. 
Uh, that was another natural that be, one. Uh, <laughs> that would be a 16. I'm just laughing because I didn't realize my deception was plus seven. Okay. <gasps> wow. Yeah, wow. so he, he's just like, we can show you around if we need to. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was All right, that? I, did you, wait, did you say you'd buy us around? Yeah. Didn't you just say did that you you'd, say you'd buy, buy us around? around of, and of he looks kind of confused at his brother and he goes... <laughs> A drapeful lady. And he oh, looks kind of confused. So oh, and for my friend here. For my friend as well. Into. And, um. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, a, uh, a woman comes out from the bar. Um, she has a tray and there's two wooden tankards. Nothing fancy, but like little symbols of roses sort of like burned into them. It's kind of nice. And, um, there's, there's what smells like honey mead in it. <gasps> and, um, the woman is a, uh, a middle-aged half-work woman. And uh, as she walks by, she hands a tankard to Craig, and then she hands a tankard to Yuro, and she just sort of like winks at you and walks back to the bar. You get a feeling she's getting a real kick out of your little show here. Yeah. Okay. Oh, thank you. Craig is not as interested in the drink as he is throwing the axe. So okay. He's gonna uh, sit down the drink and then pick up the axe and try and like throw it. And uh, yeah. while all of this is happening, uh, Ro, could you make a deception check to uh, make the illusory acts disappear without yeah. anyone noticing while people are in the course of conversation. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a 16. Okay. I'm going to make a couple additional checks here. Do I notice? <laughs> I'm sorry, Landon. Um, I'm Zach, and for the eighth time in a row, I've ruled below 10, so don't worry about it. Nobody notices as Yay! you gently dispel yourself. Awesome. Uh, so, Craig, you pick up an axe. Okay, I'm going to like be like, I don't know. I'm so nervous. I'm gonna fail this check and embarrass myself. We're just gonna make it. Okay. okay. So you I pull throw. Up you pop this, Craig. Nearby. Okay, that would be uh, 18. Oh. Okay. Ooh, let's um, go, Craig. Craig, that would be a strength let's go. check, right? That's a strength check. Yes. Well, yeah. no. Uh, you can yes. roll the hit with your attack modifier. So, all right. Attack so it should actually be higher. So what, what did you roll? I rolled a 13. Okay, what's your proficiency bonus? Plus three. So that is a 21. A 21? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let's go, so, Craig. So, uh, Craig, Let's and actually, could Craig. you just roll a d6 and add your strength modifier onto it? A d6. We should roll damage for this. Oh my gosh, well that works too. That's a four. Uh, that'd be plus five. It's a nine. Okay, so Craig, you pick up the ax. How do you throw it? I'm gonna do what I wanted, well I thought about Greta. I'm gonna do the spin and then like, Okay, so uh, you pick it up, you like sort of like flip it and catch it, and then and it goes, and it's, it it goes like half of the head is inside of the wood, just and so though it splinters at the side. Oh, and everybody my takes bad. a step back, and the two brothers go, that was good, and they both start like laughing, and one of them falls over. Applauds. Um, <laughs> and uh, the Kefkins have taken notice. The other, the like guy with the sawdust looks like really like almost kind of intimidated and impressed the two kefkins have like sort of cocked their head and are holding their axes at their side now they're watching you yeah sorry if i kind of like hurt the wood I, yeah sorry i'm oh, sorry i didn't know i was so big and strong <laughs> this are was... those my muscles or my arms? oh wow <laughs> oh man he goes and retrieves the axe and he okay. does it again you pull it out you walk back hold it, it again, again. i'm gonna do it again Bro, it's in the middle of this that out of the corner of your eye, you notice Greta's you guys, two individuals across the room. What'd you get? You guys, 
I have inspiration. Oh, no. Should I burn it? It's you call. What did you mm. roll? Got a one. <laughs> you I'm, gonna, oh. I'm gonna burn it. I'm it's excited to see how this plays out. Okay, I burnt it. I burnt it. I'm gonna erase it. Okay. Okay. Um. Well, eleven. I've handed out a lot I of inspiration here? this episode. How Whatever you roll, here? add on uh, eight. Okay. To Nineteen. 19. Let's go. It's not cry. quite as clean yeah. as the first throw, but you pick up the axe again and you. Well, do you throw it any special way? Um, I think this time I'm gonna like do an under the leg. I don't know if that would work. <laughs> yes. Sure. Um, you pick up a leg and you throw it under and it stabs into it sideways and it into the wood. It's more off, but it's way more impressive. Like you're not as exact with it, but you get it in the wood throwing it under your leg. Yeah. And like people have like gotten up from their tables and are like starting to gather around to watch. People are getting into this. The two soldiers have walked up and like leaned in and are sort of watching. Yeah, you've got everybody's attention now. Do I do it more? So, well, we're gonna come back to this. Okay. A small crowd is like, gathering around Craig. Um, and now Wait, need... we are going to cut away real quickly to um, uh, Boz and Tello. Um, so, pretty significantly south of here in one of the shopping districts, Tello's been leading you for maybe like uh, five minutes of walking. And uh, you round a couple more bends and you pass by a fountain at one point um, that is quite lovely. Um, it is of a, uh, 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 well, there is a sort of angelic looking figure. Um, it's like a carving, a detailed carving of a human man with two like sort of um, wings coming off of the back of him and a long sword pointing downward. And he's dressed in very plain clothing um, some like Luke's cotton clothes and he has a little halo above his head and some uh, some uh, wind uh, flowing to the side and um, there's a little text written below carved in what languages do you speak Buzz? I speak common, elven, druidic, dryad, sylvan, and gnomish. Uh, you are not familiar with the language Whoa. at the base of this. Okay. Um, but uh, there Can I ask is Tello if he recognizes it. Um, Tello like sort of leans over and he uh, he doesn't say anything, but he just sort of like looks at it, peers, and doesn't say anything. Oh no! I ask him, say, "Hey, do you know okay. what that says?" He says, oh, "No, I'm sorry, I do not." And uh, the way the statue is made, um, the water that spills out of it comes out of the wings and oh, falls wow. down Whoa. into like a circle fountain around it. Oh, is there any chance I'd know what this is if I made a religion check? Uh, you can make a history check, not a religion check. Weirdly, <laughs> okay, misleading. cool, very misleading. <laughs> Is that a 25? <gasps> Just kidding. That it's is a 19. 19. Oh. I only have a plus one in history, so this is good for me. Ooh. You guys are rolling hot today. Um, I didn't even have to cast guidance. You didn't. <laughs> technically, I, I can didn't check the rules on that. Um, I guess you <laughs> technically can before everything. You can cast it whenever you want and then use it before or after the check. It's a really intense spell. Um, one could argue <laughs> the best cantrip in the game. Uh, um, uh, the uh, You are familiar with this. This is a past hero from Yalagun um, from ages previous. Uh, his name was Gerald. Um, You're joking. No joke. That is legitimately. Oh Gerald, shout yeah. out to Reagan. Uh, completely unrelated. Um, he was an ASMR. Um, <laughs> so now you know what an ASMR is, I guess. Vaguely. Um, it is like a sort of heavenly celestial being person. And uh, he, he roamed Yalabrin uh, about like a couple hundred years ago, um, uh, fighting monsters in the name of different folks. And he was just like sort of like a local hero. That's it's it's a high check, so you like barely qualify. So that's about all you know. But you're vaguely aware of the figure. 
Can I ask a player question? Sure. What campaign? Who played that character? Uh, he is from a one shot. <gasps> this is one of Kara's characters. <gasps> Aw. Oh, hello, That's cool. Kara. Hi, Kara. Does Kara listen? Nope. Well, okay. But she said she would six times. So we love you, Kara. If she ever hears you, this, Louise. she'll be really mad at me. But uh, we love you, Kara. She won't, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you see the figure here. I solemnly look at it, nod, respect anything. I think anything that someone's done that would cause somebody else to feel like they have to build a statue for that person, Boz is like, oh, they must have given the benefit of the doubt. They must have done something good. Hasn't seen very many Confederate monuments, um, <laughs> but uh, so. Thank Once you. he realizes what those are, he may rethink it. Oh, but as of no. now, he's like, oh, someone heard about this person and decided to build this? They must be awesome. Thank you. Whoa. Oh, my gosh. Nice. Okay, so. Let's um, go. I love you. Uh, Tello, he, like, looks at you curiously, but doesn't say anything. And eventually you guys pass on. Um, you move uh, past a series of shops, and eventually he takes you to a small, like, it's it's a, not a, not a, bad looking it's a very finely made but small building sort of squeezed in between two larger um shops of some sort and um it's two-story but very thinly so the whole building looks like it's maybe 12 feet wide um wow. and uh there's a there's a door on the front and of course and uh, it's, uh <laughs> Yay. it has a large a large cutout section in the middle that's all glass and like some nice uh like sort of engraved scrolling design along the edges of it um there's no windows and uh, there's a sign over it that says um the red door, that's all. And uh, the whole building is like a, a red cherry wood um, going up the top. Nice. And um, there's this white paint accenting the signs that like goes up in very uh, even angular geometric designs that sort of contrast the flowing gentle scroll of the door. And there's a little brass handle that's sort of been painted even a little more gold. And it's like, it looks old, but it's, it's quite nice. And there's a window on the second floor that has like a bit of um, uh, uh, lace work in, in metal actually in the window along the edges. And um, Tello uh, walks up and says, um, uh, I'm a really big fan of this establishment. Um, Boz, when was the last time that you uh, got yourself a good, a good set of clothes? Uh, we just make them when we outgrow them, you know. <laughs> I think it's time for a little bit of, uh, a little bit of door shopping. Okay. And he uh, opens the door and there's like a ding a ling 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 And uh, you pass inside? Yeah, I go inside. Okay. You walk in. Tello, I, I'm saving my money for the magic shop. I don't think I could spend a whole uh, lot here. As you pass by, he goes, this one's on me. Tello. And uh, I just need to check. The Goodberry Jam wasn't that good, Tello. So um, you guys pass in, and it is a very fine clothing shop. It's long. Um, there are racks on either side um, that clothes hangs from on hangers that's organized by color in this like rainbow pattern going downward. Ooh. There's a desk at the back of the room and then a spiraling staircase that goes up. It's a very small establishment. There's a very fine uh, red silk uh, rug in the middle that has like these little golden tassels that hang off the end in bound segments. There's little white filigrees of beautiful geometric uh, swirling designs that don't have any real imagery in them. And um, uh, when Tella walks in, there's a high elven woman at the back of the room. She's entirely bald. Um, she has pale blue eyes and uh, large spectacles with golden rims. A couple nice fingers on her, uh, uh, rings on her fingers. <laughs> fingers on her fingers. Wow. Uh, she has nice fingers. It's all man of peace cards, baby. Um, she has on a very nice red silk dress with gold trim at the edges. It's it's subtle, but very fancy, uh, swanky. And there's a red chair desk at the back. And a little golden bell in front of her, and she's she has a scroll of paper that she's working with on a quill, and she looks up and she smiles immediately at Tello, um, who just smiles and nods back, and um, there's just 
clothing along the edges and the uh, spirals, tiny little spirals, uh, like not even spiral staircase. Do you know those stairwells like on the sides of ships or on the edges of really wealthy people's houses? Yes. Where it's like a tiny little like swirling yeah. Oh, yeah, staircase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I do. Yeah. Mm. No idea what to call it. But uh, and there's a banister with like red inlay along it going up. And that's the whole shop that you can see. And Tello says, um, welcome to the red door. I love your fingers and your <laughs> fingers too. I don't say that. I'm sorry. I, uh, I love your fingers. And, and your, your fingers. fingers. Oh, actually, I love your fingers. <laughs> um, I look at Tello and be like, Tello, I have no idea what clothes to buy. Like, I don't, what do you mean? Like, you don't just wear armor all the time? Um, he just smiles and looks to the back of the room. And uh, uh, he says something in Insidium that you don't understand. Um, he says, um, uh, Delange, we saw the ball. And uh, the woman walks around the corner and goes, um, uh, and she walks around and she extends out a hand to you, this like very pale, lovely, thin hand. And she, um, uh, she holds out her hand like this um, with like a couple rings on it. And she says, um, it is very good to meet you, sir. I take her hand and I kiss it gently in a respectful manner okay and then i don't i drop it and like a normal so you look a little awkward but she like pulls it away and she gives tell a little wry smile and he smiles at her and she says i take it maybe you have not been here before no i have not i'm sorry is that wrong i can do it differently you do not need to apologize okay um you're the second person who's told me that today how would you like to look business casual <laughs> all right and um she starts leading you around the room and has you look at um different items of clothing um she just like sort of looks you up and down for a while she walks around you in little circles um she pulls some of your clothing ma'am um, i'm sorry i'm looking at all these clothes that you have now and i want to look like um i want the clothes that i have to communicate that I'm somebody worthy of respect, but also not somebody that's intimidating. She smiles at Tello now, and he just like gets like a like he shrugs his shoulders and smiles back. There's a lot of nonverbal communication going on here, and she just says, "I think maybe I have something, sir." Um, and she uh, she like uh, traces her fingers along racks of clothes gently, like rubbing them as if she's almost like. I, I, don't, I don't know. There's this very experienced quality in the way that she's um, sifting through the clothing. And eventually she pulls off a little hanger, looks at it, returns it. She just walks around the shop like this for like 10 minutes. You're sitting there for a while. Um, and eventually she pulls out a piece, holds it in her hand, nods confidently. She walks back and she comes back with this royal blue suit would be the wrong word. But this this like jacket piece with a shirt underneath and some pants. And when she returns, it's like this thick, satin would be the wrong material, but um, it, it has like the vague sheen of a crushed velvet, um, but it's a thicker, denser material. And it's this very deep navy that like almost sort of when it sheens in light in the right way, looks like this royal blue, but there's very little flourish to it. Um, there's no, um, there's no frills, no lacing, no, um, uh, no bordering. It's just this very sleek. Um, you're not sure of the material. In fact, make a make an intelligence check for me. General intelligence check. A seventeen. Okay. Um, I'm sorry that does not pass the DC. No, that makes uh, sense. Boz don't know nothing. Yeah. Um, but uh, you're not familiar with the material. But um, 
Uh, it's very light when you touch it, and it is it is this coat that goes over um, that has a lapel that can be laid across one side of the breast and buttoned on the other side with this light silver button. Um, and it has this like reflective, like almost sort of uh, cloth that when you move it in different light, it switches between like the deep blue and the Royal Navy. And um, and uh, uh, it like crosses down with former buttons so that when it buttons up, like it starts at the left shoulder and then finishes at the right hip going down across the chest. And there's like a little pocket on the right that a, that um, a uh, some sort of a square could be put in. And there's these um, strong cuffs that have like a little link on either side. And then below that, there's a white silk shirt. Um, it's fairly narrowly tailored and these long pants. And she says, um, would you mind heading upstairs and trying this on, seeing what you look like? Okay. Okay. She hands it over to you. I take it. Go upstairs. Uh, the moment you start walking in the, the stairwell, Tello is speaking to her in Sinian. They laugh about something momentarily. You don't know what. And you walk up the stairwell. You pass up to the second floor. Um, it's a lovely space. There's um, hangers, like coat hangers around the room where you could hang clothing. Some clothing hung. All. It looks like people have come up here and changed and tried on clothing, but nothing... Um, Nothing is like sort of thrown ever over anything. Everything looks very intentionally draped. There's candles around the room and fine candelabras. And there's a window um, that like, if you stood right up next to it, it's like kind of opaque. So light can come in, but it's not clear to see through. This is the window you saw from the second floor. Another thin rug in this room and you can try on the clothes. Um, you put it on and um, it fits much better than you might've expected. Not quite perfectly, but very well. Probably a lot more comfortable than leather armor. That's for sure. Yes. Um, and as you disrobe and try on these new clothes, um, you have no shoes <laughs> or no, you do wear sandals, correct? Yes. Okay. So fine suit sandals. Um, and, uh, there is a mirror in there, which is the second time in your life you've seen a mirror. And this one is a full body mirror. Um, so you can see yourself head to toe for the first time. And, uh, <laughs> as you look at it, uh, you look pretty dashing. I just kind of look at myself in silence and, um. I know it's weird. All I feel like clothes that we've worn have been like because like you have to or this is what we wear. This is like, a, I don't know, someone made this, someone like local. This is something someone does. Like they make clothes mm -hmm. and they make the same clothes. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it looks it looks nice. I like it. Uh, your, the, your crate of bees is next to you on the ground and they're thin, like disappearing and appearing of lights and sort of playing off the edge of the pant leg. Um, do you return back down? Yeah, I go back downstairs. Okay, you go back down. As you come down, uh, uh, she smiles a little bit and Tello just sort of like crosses his arms and gets this big smile on his face and says, well, look at you, you dapper fellow. Yeah, it looks nice. I'm not going to lie, it looks good. It's a lot more comfortable than the leather armor. Um, <laughs> I One could say. The shoes don't match. I might need. We could fix that as well. Okay. Um, I've already thought about that. Um, and he has like a small... Um, wooden crated box with like a um a uh, finely woven yarn handle on the next of it that was not there when you walked upstairs um and he says um i have already looked into that I tell you sly scent. dog you i try <laughs> do you like it i think it looks I, it looks really good how much is it um it is already paid for how much was it i don't know tell him uh thank you very much ma'am uh do you want to wear it out of the store yes all right um, would you mind taking your sandals off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You take them off. He opens up the box, and there are these two leather loafers um, that have uh, silver like tips on the end. They're this dark black leather. And when you put them on, um, they conform to your feet well enough. 
um, and they match the very subtle silver accenting of the pin. And you look really slick. Okay, let's go. Um, and you put the sandals into the into the box, and he closes it. He slings it over his own shoulder. Um, I assume you've come back down with your other clothing and items in tow. I have my old clothing in one arm, and I have my wood bowl with my seed in the other, and my new outfit. And I'm ready to hit the town. You look kind of silly, but you know it's all there. And you, you know, you drape it over your satchel bag effectively, yeah. and you, you get it all in there. And um, Teller just smiles and says something and sitting again to the woman, and uh, he says, "Um, you didn't get anything else." Um, I don't think I. I don't think I need anything else. No, no. I think this is more than I could have asked for. Thank you so much. Um, thank you, Tony. And she just nods and walks to the back and continues writing something on the parchment. And you guys stroll back out and um, you bought a suit with Tello. Nice. Um, Are and, you going to get anything? Uh, wait, wait, wait. You didn't get anything at all? He says, Buzz, I, I already on some things. Okay. Okay. Most of my business is with diplomats or scoundrels. And uh, sometimes you, guys, you can't tell the difference. <laughs> And like that's paired with like the ding ling 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 from the door, and it opens back up, and you guys pass back out. Um, Do you want to head to the uh, opalescent tome? They probably uh, are. I, your friends were headed to a tavern, though. I don't know. Were they? Uh, Rowena said something about it. Oh, okay. Uh, we can go there. She said the three roses. Oh, okay. Let's go there instead then. Yeah, follow me. Okay. You guys head down off our corner, and we will smash cut back to smash uh, uh, Greta. Um, the mm-hmm. sister is standing there with the knife in her hand and you have the ruby and uh, she says this will work so you first all or nothing if mm. i win i get both and if you win you get both you understand this is three against this and is, this is two against the tavern one. a number like 10 or 12 people are still sitting down but a lot of the room has split into the side that's watching Greta and the side that's watching Craig and Yeah. And the artist, the musicians playing have like stopped what they were doing, picked up on it, and are now playing like a, a, a softer, slightly faster paced tune that like sort of like has this tension amp to it and everybody in the room is listening. And um, uh, the uh, sister says, um, by all means, you first. Is it me and you or is your brother playing too? We'll say that um, if he wins, he gets the ruby. If I win, I get the ruby. Do I get to throw four darts then? Well, it's each of us against each of us. She pulls the darts out of the board, puts them in your hand. Can I say that Ro went over there since she saw? Okay, so Ro, maybe you she kind of you have slipped away from Craig, Craig and like weaved yeah, your way through the like, crowd, and you're uh, you have arrived next to Ro about the time of this conversation. So I'm throwing. She pulls out a, a third dart and she says, um, I can hand this to you, but our scores wouldn't match up then. Mm. We're all three competing against each other. Okay. You first. And they step aside. So. Same business as before. Same business as before. That's can I give be... Bardic inspiration to her? Uh, make a slight of hand check. Okay. Um, that would be eleven. Okay, you like pull out your lute and you start slum- strumming softly, and the brother has sidled up next to you, and his hand very slowly passes out and grabs yours, uh, and he just leans in and he goes, "Let's not have any of that," oh. and he just interrupts your playing. Okay. Um. I just nod. I'm gonna <laughs> smile at Ro. Did Did I notice that? 
Make a perception check. I have 15 passive perception. Never mind. You see it. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to smile at Ro. Um, What's yep, your roll to hit? Ro. My roll to hit is 21. Jeez. Okay. Um, so you pull out a dart. Do you do your same little jump shot? <laughs> mm, I think I'm more serious, so I'm, I'm just going to throw it. Okay. You toss it and it hits in that, that middle circle. Mm. And uh, people in the room are sort of clapping and there's like a little, hey, hey, yeah. <laughs> people are getting excited for you. Um, the sister smiles. She picks up her dart and she throws it. Um, <laughs> it goes and sticks directly in the middle of the board in the <gasps> perfect center with a 27. Um, oh. And uh, she smiles and steps back. Okay. And nice, nice the one. brother picks up a dart and throws. Um, his goes a little wide in the side. It's in it's in the first circle. Okay. Nothing impressive. Okay. My turn again? Mm-hmm. And people are like reacting. There's oohs and ahs from the crowd. The musicians are even, they're getting into it a little bit. So the music is changing a little bit as they're watching you because they're getting distracted from their playing. That was a 21 again. <laughs> a 21. And 21. Okay. So you, it, it hits on the on like a side of the board, kind of parallel to the inside of the circle. You're just getting in the rim of the circle. And um, uh, the sister smiles again and she pulls out the knife and she throws the knife. <gasps> okay. Um, gets pretty close to the middle and it <laughs> in. And she just turns around and gives you a polite smile. And uh, the brother steps up and he's just kind of, he puts it in the other hand and throws it lazily. And, um, it gets on the board a little bit. You get the feeling that he wasn't trying too hard. Okay. Um, uh, and uh, they both just kind of smile. Um, and uh, she holds out a hand. Okay. I'm going to do a little, like, a little, a little, I'm just going to nod and put the ruby in her hand. Okay. You drop it in. She closes it. And she uh, pulls the knife that she was offering out of the board and slides it into the sheath at her side, slides the ruby into a pocket. And she says, maybe next time. Maybe next time. Um, I lied when I said I didn't have money. Do you want to get drinks? <laughs> Make a persuasion check. Thirteen. Twenty-three, actually. Sorry. Well, wow, those are two <laughs> super different numbers you just said. Sorry. Um, uh, one. No, my bad. Natural 20. Uh, <laughs> I think your average for this session is above 20. Um, uh... They just kind of smile and they say, sure, come on over to the bar. Cool. And uh, they both go walking over with you and the crowd sort of parts. People are like sort of slapping you on the back. Um, somebody just shoves a tankard in your hands. Oh, nice. Um, it's big to <laughs> okay. you. Uh, it's definitely a, a full, like larger creature sized tankard. So you're holding it. It's sloshing. It's mostly empty. Okay. Um, but you have one. Okay. And uh, people are cheering and that is going on. Craig, at the other side of the room, um, I assume you have continued to throw axes. Yes. Could you make two more T20 rolls? Two more? Two more rolls to hit. Just like in a row? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, that would be... Um, Plus eight, whatever you rolled. Ooh, that would be 21. Jeez. <laughs> then that would be... Oh, that was a 19. Okay. Some point in the course of this, um, the Kefkin soldiers have joined in because uh, they've gotten interested in how good you are, and you smoke them oh uh, really they keep they keep hugging it at the edges and they're like hitting the wood barely one of the misses and they're trying to act nonchalant but they're getting pretty frustrated and you are just 
middle of the of the tree every time and the dwarves around you are getting into it. I get the feeling there's like sort of like a cultural moment where like, yeah, you're doing good. Suck it, Kefkins. And um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, like people, like people have given you a couple drinks in celebration, and you have handily beaten them. I'm gonna shake their hands. Okay. As, as I'm ending, I'm okay. gonna shake their hands. So you and... turn around at some point, uh, and um, the uh, Kefkin soldier who's been standing there, um, uh, the dwarven woman, um, she like kind of eyes you up and down. But she holds out a hand and. She shakes it. She tries to grip your hand really hard. Do you grip back hard? Yeah. Okay. You yeah. Make a strength check. Make an athletics check. Um, that would be just a seven. Okay. Uh, you know, you put a little force. I let her win much. that one. Okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, she, you know, she nods. Fair enough. It's done. Um, the elven fellows much less pleased with you. Uh, you reach out your hand. He gives it a shake. Let's go. He just walks away. He goes and sits down in a booth. Um, she rolls her eyes and follows. That has happened. All right. Um, I Ro, take my three drinks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Um, Greta has walked away from you, and she's walked to the bar um, with these two elven individuals. What are you doing? Uh, I go. I go up back to the front and uh, am am like standing pretty close to the stage and just watching the musicians. Okay. Um, uh, the individual playing the violin has carried on, um, but the individual with the mallet seems a bit tired. They've been at it for a while and they lean over and they sort of say, um, uh, cause I don't remember who it was last time. Uh, I think maybe it was a dwarven woman, but I'm not sure. Um, she sort of leans over and she says, um, uh, were you waiting to get up here? Oh, um, uh, no, you guys, you guys play we've, as, as long as you want. We've been going at it for I... four hours. Do you want to turn? Does Craig hear this? Please, no, please. you're at the other Dang side of the bar it. with drinks and people are congratulating you. Sure, why not? Uh, she leans and she says something to him and the guy with the violin looks tired. Or maybe it was a duo of sisters. I don't know. The, the, the other musician <laughs> like sort of smiles and does like a little <laughs> flourish. And then they step off the stage and some people do some clapping and they just clear out their equipment. They sit down at a table tired and they pick up some drinks. Um, Craig, for reference, um, Roe is by the stage. Greta has walked up to the bar with two individuals you don't know. Um, everyone has sat back down now. It's still pretty 50-50 between soldiers and, and citizens. And um, you are at one end of the bar holding three tankards. And you're like holding the one in the middle like with the other two in place. I'm going to say Craig is not interested in alcohol very much. And okay. so he's going to like kind of like just kind of leave them there. Okay, you put them down on a table. Everyone salutes you and pats you on the back. They're even more excited. It's the two hammered guys. They down them really fast and then one of them <laughs> falls to the ground. Um, oh boy. Where are you going? What are you doing? Um, I'm gonna, can I like look to the stage? Cause I hear the music has I stopped. Mean, yeah, sure. Oh my, and he recognizes that Ro is getting ready to go on stage. Oh no. <laughs> okay, so you say that and then everyone in the room oh looks to you, gosh. the guy who just won the ax throwing, and then they all look where you're looking and then oh everyone's no, looking I'm at Oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> <That's> my bad. <laughs> Oh, it's me? And now okay. half the room is staring <laughs> yeah. at you. We're, we're all looking at you. Um, I'm just kidding. And actually, um, um, there is silence in the tavern. And everyone's just staring at you and it's awkward. What's the... Okay, so the vibe was all was all like sort exciting of, yeah. with, the, with the axe throwing and stuff like that. Um, can I just say we don't have to we don't have to play it, but can I say I start with with the Legends of Old song that was in episode fourteen, and just say that I played that first because oh, it's a yes okay it, it vibes better yeah <laughs> um, 
Okay, so you you get up on stage and you play the song that you were introduced with, that one that we have a mm -hmm. recording of that we can probably put in here. Good job. Um, could you make a uh, performance check for me? And yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce a little mechanic here because this is a song okay. that you're very familiar with. I'm gonna let you make mm -hmm. the performance check at advantage because you are. Oh, cool. This is like an old staple of yours. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was a nat twenty, so that's a ah. twenty-seven. <gasps> um, Which oh might be the highest of the campaign. Do I do I need to do the other? No, one? you're good. <laughs> you literally can't score higher. Um, you get up and play, and the room receives it warmly. Everyone is very much a fan of that song, and the mood lifts, and the attention is kind of taken off of Craig and Greta. Um, as it should. As it what should. is uh, is there a follow up? Yeah. So after that, you have I a very another you have one. a very captive audience. People are paying a lot of attention. Okay. How many Kefkins would you say are in this audience? 30. It's pretty 50-50. Okay, I play... Um, Do it. I can't... With me? <laughs> I can't... I can't I'm trying to think of the lyrics in my head real quick because I'm worried. Um, Do but it. I'm... But okay, I play I play a new song and I say I <laughs> So so I'm so scared. <clears throat> Ro um, has Ro has performed a song effectively on stage with her lute, um, with a beautiful instrumentation where the instrument her lute has that enchantment where it can sound like different instruments and the room has warmly received it. A lot of people have cut out their conversation and turned toward her. Um and uh um the the room is is quiet and paying attention to her and um uh, she cues up for another song. And? Um, I, do, should I say anything? Is that like custom? I don't know, that's like, a were you these, thing. Were this the other people saying stuff? It's all a you thing. It's all a you thing, Bart. Um, I just say, oh, yeah, this is this is a new one. I, ha I haven't played it. Um, There's some cheering around. I have There's a couple, woo, new <laughs> song! I, I just wrote this um, on a ship. And, uh... A, about some things and uh here you go Craig okay. cheers louder than everyone else <laughs> and you you free cheer at the moment where it's oh, completely silent burn. so it's just <laughs> and which one do you play oh and she uh, she, she plays I'm just I'm I'm full sending it she plays she plays a song called Dolgoth <gasps> Fast he came as the wind to spill blood of our kin. Haste we fled, terror and moan, lest we are among the dead. Agony he wanders, death, so he follows. Heal this tale, hear our fate, Dolgoth is our sorrow. Skin like ash, voice like knives, upon our fear we know he thrives. Blood like rain, shadows strive, one and bone brings our pain. Agony he Wanders death, so he follows. In this tale, hear our fate. Dolgoth is the name of our sorrows. Heed this tale, hear our fate. Dolgoth is the name of our sorrows. And uh, 
much. Jackie, that was so, so good. Oh my Jackie, gosh. that was so, so good. Zach when, and I both wrote it. So oh, when Jackie, oh my 50, gosh. 50, 50. When, it's not just me. When Ro, <laughs> when Ro begins the song, like the room has this very high energy and she starts going like on her lute, it's like this ding, ding, dong, dun, dun, dun. And then it starts fading into the violin as, as it is enchanted. <laughs> and when she starts singing, everyone in the room gets kind of excited. And then the longer she goes, Everyone gets really quiet. Could you make a performance check for me? Though? Yeah, I'm so scared. I don't have inspiration to burn. Cast guidance on myself. <laughs> okay, that would be uh, performance, right? That would mm-hmm. be 15. Okay. Um, and uh, wait, she... was that an advantage? No. Oh, because she doesn't uh, know this one. Dang it. So the longer you play, yeah, I've never played um, it before. The longer you play, the room gets more and more quiet, and you have this space enraptured. Every people quit drinking. The bartender has quit cleaning uh, the bar. Everyone has quit their games. No one is doing everything. Everyone is sitting perfectly still. And as you play on the last couple of notes, like the da 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 da, the lights like flicker a little <gasps> bit. Um, and uh, when you finish. You finish with the sorrows. And the last like mm, goes out on the violin of the lute that sounds like a violin because it's a chant. And the room is silence. The air has been sucked out of this space. And everyone, many of the soldiers have this sort of like haunted look on their face. And um, you look around the space row and you have a very interesting reaction. There's a very thick tension in the room, but um, there is a very stern look on many of the citizens in this face. In the space, those two hammered dwarven brothers are like up and focused. Everyone in the room looks very serious for different reasons. A lot of the citizens have this very confident look. Um, why don't you make an insight check for me? Okay. Oh my gosh, I love this so much. <laughs> I'm so scared. Uh, that would, that would be a seventeen. Okay. Um, there's this sort of solemn stalwartness, this recalcitrance, this like defiant silence all over the face of a lot of citizens in the room who are just giving you this understanding look. Um, and uh, a couple of people in the room just look freaked out because it was a very haunting song, and a number of the soldiers <laughs> look really nervous. Um, a couple of the others, there are, there are three or four soldiers you make out in the room who have very serious faces, similar to some of the citizens. And there's three or four soldiers in the room who look kind of like frustrated. And there's a couple of the soldiers who just kind of look awkward and are looking around and the whole room is silence. Can I begin? What like is a Greta and Craig doing? Yeah. Okay. Can I kind of like begin a clap like saying like, this is a song that she just finished. We should probably clap. Okay. So Craig, you... <laughs> Does no one join in? Greta, do you do anything? Greta's like, okay. Greta is staring into space. Oh, sorry. Okay, so Craig, you. Mm hmm. <clears throat> no one's joining in. I stop. I stop when I realize. Oh, God. And I... the whole room is silence. No one is doing or saying anything. Uh, <laughs> How far is. Oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know. Um, You're standing there on the stage. It is comp- the the air has been sucked out of this room. Um, okay. Um, I just I say I say thank you, <laughs> and okay. and I casually as much as I can 
uh, walk off the stage okay. and go towards the entrance okay. and walk out the door. <gasps> okay. Ah! Ro, odds or evens? Odds. Okay, that was a 10. Um, Boz, odds or evens? Evens. It was a nat 20. Okay, so Ro, you... Open the door, or you uh, you push against the heavy doors. I'll say with your sheer adrenaline, you open it. And as they open, okay. like uh, daylight floods in, and Tello and Boz are standing there. Also, Boz looks slick. But anyway, Tello and Boz are standing there when you open the doors. Oh, uh, 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 I I look at Boz, kind of stunned at his hey, clothes. How's it going? And uh, 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 hey, I'll like the just, fit. Just, I don't, I don't, yeah, it looks great. I don't think, uh, let's just, let's just go. And tell uh, hopefully Craig, tell hopefully sort Craig of and, and Greta will follow. He goes, he goes, we just got through. We can buy we you a drink. Drinks. Uh, yeah, um, no, no, I've already, I've already had one. Um, can uh, we can insight check Tello. to see the room? Like, as sure, yeah, you look past her, insight check. That's an eight plus five, so that's 13. Okay, looks tense. <laughs> um, I, I look over, I look over at Tello and I go, um, I I just I just played. Um, um and, halfway uh, through this sentence, I... you get interrupted by a sound of like <laughs> some metal steps and walking up behind Boz and Tello. Um, there are oh, about God. six individuals, um, four soldiers who look pretty normal, uh, and then two individuals of note. Um, there is a massive dragonborn woman, huge, and uh, she's in Kefkin armor, um, and then a, a drow fellow um, in Kefkin armor. Um, and uh, uh, they um, they both have multiple concentric circles on the left breast, which would uh, signify the uh, mark of officer. They're sort of like standing behind Boz and Tello waiting to go in. Mm -hmm. And um, you guys are sort of I, paused at your conversation at this point. I I just, I, I kind of reach out and grab, who's closer to me, Tello or Boz? Uh, we'll say Boz. <laughs> first. Uh, okay, Boz, I... I grab Boz's hand and kind of look at Tello and kind of motion, and I'm just like, "Come on, let's let's can we go? Can we go? Can we move? Okay, uh, so their, I, let's move out of their way. Let's have let's the let Kevin soldiers tried to like stop us. No, they're just waiting for you guys politely. Oh, then I say, okay, oh, guys, say let, let's go. Yeah, let them in. Let's let's go. Um, let just just keep walking. Just keep um, walking. Can, okay, so yeah, can yeah, can I roll? Up? Go ahead. Can I go and like follow them out? I okay, so Craig, you stand walk. up and walk across Can the I room. Can I roll a perception check to see if I saw that happening? Uh, you you have a passive perception of 15. You saw everything. Okay, so as soon as I see Ro leaving, I'm going to hop off my chair and, okay. and leave. You go to like get up and one of the twins from next to you puts a hand on your shoulder. You've only just gotten your drinks. That's the brother and he leans in a little bit and he goes, that's not a good idea. What do you mean? He just takes his hand off your shoulder and he goes, it's not a good idea. He leans up against the, the bar. Okay. Uh, does what? <laughs> I don't know. So things are happening. Uh, all of this happens at once. Craig, you stand up. You walk across the room at a quick pace. Um, Boz, Tello, and Roe are all sort of like at the door. Tello takes a slight step to the side, but he doesn't start walking away. Um, uh, Greta, have you stayed at your seat at the bar? Or do you walk across the room? Um, I'm gonna roll. Well, that guy just. I'm gonna roll insight on that guy and okay. roll. I want to see if he's yeah. Mo yeah. yeah. I smell your step down. Ah, <laughs> uh, thirteen. Oof! You guys used up all the heavy, all the high rolls. Um, uh, you're not quite sure what he's on about, but he seems 
serious? Okay, I'm going to look at him and I'll be like, you're going to have to buy me my drink if you want me to stay. Um, <laughs> he just smiles and goes, sure. Okay. Means I'm so I'm going to stay. Okay, so Greta stays in her seat. Meanwhile, back at the door, um, the three of you guys have like, uh, what are what are you two doing? Uh, Tello is standing still. He's taking a step aside. He's standing still. Ro, have you tried to walk away with Boz? Yeah, I'm trying to pull them. Okay, so out you're of the you're trying to pull area. on Boz's hand. Uh, Tello yeah. stepped out of the way of the door, but hasn't walked away. Boz, are you letting Ro pull you? Yeah, I guess. Can I'm I just start pushing pull Tello in the right direction? Okay, so yeah, can I? Can so, I kind so, of yell at Tello? So what is like, happening? Tello. Okay, well, what's happening is there's an open doorway. <laughs> okay. Um, Ro, you walked out nervously. Boz and Tello were there. You had a brief exchange. All these soldiers are waiting calmly behind you. Craig, you've thudded across the room and approached. Um, Tello has stepped out of the way and standing still. Craig, about this time you've walked up and Ro, you're standing there very obviously pulling on Boz. Boz, you begin to give way. Craig, this is, and the soldiers are all just standing there watching you guys curiously. Craig, you walk up, you begin pushing Tello. I'm like, Tello, I'm kind of like, I have okay. my hand on his arm, but there's okay. some pressure so of you like, put, you put your hand on his arm. And seriousness being communicated. Uh, Tello, which one are my Tello dice? We'll go with these. Oh shoot. <laughs> um, okay, he just reaches over and puts a, he, he like puts a hand on your forearm and he takes just his middle finger and he presses it on the center of your forearm, um, like giving you a little bit of resistance and he stands still. Um, uh, and the the Kefkin individuals, the soldiers like look kind of confused. The dragonborn woman, um, she has, I'll describe them in more detail now. Um, she's stacked. Uh, she's about like six two. Um, she has a huge blue dragon head with this massive like yellowed horn coming off of a point out of the out of the center of her like um, snout sort of. These jagged teeth poke out from the side. She has these bright green eyes, um, and she has on this heavy Kefkin half plate. Um, she has a huge axe on her back, which is basically just kind of like two perfect half circles of Kefkin iron with a big a blade in the middle, some spears on the left side of them and a shield at her side. Um, the man uh, is a drow. Um, he has on light Kefkin half plate that has this like custom studded leather in between it. Um, and uh, he has a rapier at his side. He's slender, but clearly some muscle on him. Um, he has on these heavy boots. He has a very... He has uncharacteristically drow features. Um, he has a large square jaw. Elves tend to have more slender features. He has a strong pointed nose, a prominent brow, not oafish or barbaric, but strong. Again, not the classic elven features, sort of boxy cheekbones. Um, he, his hair is not grown out like a lot of drow or elven peoples. It's completely shaved, freshly so. And he has slightly pointed ears, these piercing gray eyes and um, the, the uh, dragonborn woman next to him has the two concentric circles and then a third and then a fourth. And the drow man has the four circles with a dot in the middle. And um, Craig, you and Ro are instantly aware that this is the rank of a major and a lieutenant commander. Um, those being, so it going um, uh, soldier, captain, major, lieutenant, general. You're aware of these ranks. So whoever this drow individual is, he must be one of the general's lieutenants. Um, and uh, Ro, could you make a history check for me when you look at him? That would be a 17. Okay. You know this individual. Um, in fact, you know this individual. Um, this is Lieutenant Viscuit. Um of Yezbin. Uh, he was the lieutenant under General Kisk. 
uh, and the individual in charge of your home during the occupation. Um, you're not sure why he's here, or how he came to be here. You've never personally met him, maybe seen him once in your life. You're very aware of his reputation. Um, and uh, as all of these different things are happening, he sort of gets a curious look on his face looking at you all and he cocks his head a little bit and just stands there in silence looking at you all. How does everyone proceed? I'm gonna leave Tello okay. and I'm just gonna start walking with Boz and Ro and I'm gonna give a kind of a glare at Tello of like, you're not doing, sure. you know. Okay. And I move on. How far away are we from them? Oh, by five now. feet. Like I've pulled. Five feet. And he's you, looking at us. Yeah. He's giving you a curious look. Um, I'm going to grab, grasp my composure for a second and just kind of smile and nod at him. Okay. At the, at him. Do you quit trying to pull and walk away or do you keep moving? Um, I, I keep kind of pulling and walking away, but not so aggressive now. Like I'm trying to like be like, oh, I'm just, just my friend and I'm pulling him with me. Okay. Um. Boss, uh, I think I'm confused still. Of what's going on? <laughs> um, I don't really know what's happening. I noticed the Kefkins standing there, looking really official. Do you continue to let Ro pull you? Um, I don't. I think she's like pulling me, but it's not like I'm like being pulled next to her. It's kind of like I'm like. Being well, first of all, she's not strong enough to like pull you, pull you. Oh, so okay. you would only move if she if you wanted to. Um. I'm not going to be the only one like being pulled away. Like if everyone's standing there and Tello's like not wanting to move, like I, I don't know what's going on. Like I'm just, I'm going to, I'm not going to like okay. leave. So, um, Ro, you've continued to hold Boz's hand. There's some force on it, but he's not moving. Craig, you have started to walk away with Ro. So you've sort of joined the side of the door that, that Boz and Ro are on. And uh, Ro, you smiled and you've, and Tello's not moving. He just looks calm. And um, the drow man gets this funny look on his face and he says, Good morning. How are you all today? We just, we're, we're good. How are you? I am well. Uh, this is an awkward moment. Have I interrupted something? No, I was just coming back from looking at the city. You um. look very sharp, my friend. I smile, like, awkwardly. Yeah. I thank you. That, that is, those are very fine clothes. Uh, where did you purchase those? Do you want to know the name of the shop? Yeah, uh, tell us that. It was the Red Door. Ah, uh, the Red Door. I have to pay that establishment a visit. That You look, uh, you look very dapper. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Um, I apologize. I have been rude. Uh, I am... Lieutenant Commander Volatsviskit of His Majesty's Imperial Army, who are all of you? I'm Craig. Craig, very good to meet you. Do you have a last name, Craig? Craig Dunley. Craig Dunley. It's good to meet you. Biaston? Uh, yep. I see your hammer. It's, it's fine make. Mm hmm. Uh, and he, like, sort of. He like starts to look over to Boz and Tello just very politely calmly interrupts and he says, Hello, good afternoon. I am Tello and Dar. And um, uh, the lieutenant looks back over to him. Good afternoon. It is good to meet you. Uh, are you with him? And uh, Tello nods and says, Yeah, yes. We had a bit of a confusion. 
meeting a friend. I think maybe uh, a set might not have gone well performing, but we were just leaving. He smiles and nods, looks over at Boz. And who are you? I'm Boz. What is what is your your last name, Boz? I don't have one. I'm sorry. <laughs> it is not the sort of thing that a person has to apologize for. Uh, Wait, DM. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to lie. Yeah, you don't have a last name. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Great. Uh, looks at your staff for a moment. All of a sudden, and then he winces a little bit. Sorry about that. I, no, that's that's all right. It but, hurts uh, me too. I can't. what is that? It's, I honestly don't know. I found it. <laughs> okay. And what are those? And he points toward your uh, your little bee carrier at your side. Thoughts? These are my code. friends. I mean, your friends. I take care of them. Um, uh, what are they? I, I apologize. I'm being so intrusive. No, no, it's okay. I, I'm, I appreciate your candor. It's um, uh, some bees. Uh, this is an awkward scenario. I apologize. Uh, and he like turns to those around him and he says, uh, you, are, you are free to go inside. And the soldiers nod and walk around them. The dragonborn woman remains looming and imposing and the soldiers slip by you all and go into the tavern. Um, every soldier from inside is looking through the doors which have remained open. And a lot of the citizens are looking away. Um, and he turns back and he says, uh, I didn't want this to have an air of authority or something. Uh, and, and I apologize, uh, you ma'am. Um, hi, uh, my, my name's Rowena Greenbottle. Orfina <clears throat> Greenbottle. That you, what a coincidence. Have you ever heard of, uh, uh Ravina Greenbottle? Oh, uh, yeah, she was, um, she was actually my mother. You are joking. Is this not uh, a joke? No. Uh, no, it, it's it's not a joke. Um, she, uh, yeah, uh, she's she's my mother. I'm. This is actually her loot that I'm holding. What have I walked into? This is an incredible moment. This is a strange assemblage. Um, what is um? That's an interesting accent that you have. Where are you from? Um. I uh, originally from uh, Zedg, <clears throat> and you, she kind of says it you are quietly. Certainly joking me now. You're from Zedg. Where are you from in Zedg? He takes this really relaxed posture. He sort of leans on the rapier a little bit at his side. The dragonborn woman behind him is just sort of stoic and unmoving. Um, I'm I'm from from Yesbin. Yeah. <laughs> and he looks behind him, and the dragonborn woman behind him has just this blank expression and he says do you hear that scare this is uh, the most interesting of days from Yespen. i used to have some sort of a uh, patronage of Yespen. i'm trying um i can kind of i can I, understand I now to... how this would be <laughs> awkward uh, oh oh no problem at all. I uh, uh we can um, we can be honest. War is uh, a complicated thing. I I must be the villain yeah. in your eyes. Um well I mean I don't I don't know you personally, so That's true um, we don't. Hello. He steps forward and he reaches out a hand for you to hold. I'm Viscate. 
Um, Ro hesitates for a second and kind of looks at him and then looks at his hand and, and reaches out her hand to, to shake it as well. He doesn't squeeze hard. He just shakes it. That's fine. Look there. Now we know each other. That's not so bad. Um, yeah. So how how does this interesting group come to be uh, a little coalition? A series of boats. And not much Don't else. Don't we all? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are you all doing in Honkov? I, I I don't mean to take up your time, but this is uh, this is such an interesting conversation now. Uh, we're just we're just passing through, um, uh, and visiting some friends while we're here. Could you make a deception check, Rona? Yep. <laughs> um, that would be uh twenty-two. Okay. Uh, he gets a very keen expression. His face is cold when he looks at you, even as he's smiling. He says, aren't we all? Yeah. Um, I, I don't mean to press you. You must feel uncomfortable. He's, okay, Craig is mirroring slightly the face that his, that, mm-hmm. um, the, the and he just sort of has. looks at you for a second and, um, he has this very warm demeanor. The dragonborn one from behind, dead eye, just stone. And she has not broken eye contact with you the whole time you've been standing here. Um, I, I apologize. This has been uh, a strange interaction. I, I don't mean to waste your time. A uh, couple more questions. I'm an insatiably curious individual, uh, but after which I would I would love to let you all go. Um, so you were Biaston, yeah? Yep. For from specifically? Crap. Ah, uh, Koshnikov. 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 I've never been there. How is it? It's really nice. Yeah. I don't suggest going. Why is that? We like our groups small, isolated. Okay. He gives like a half smile. Yeah. I imagine you do. Mm-hmm. Ah, you friends. Um, I apologize. This is, I when I meet people, I love to um, to learn about their, their cultures, where they're from. I'm from uh, a place far from here. Okay. I, I don't, is it rude to press? Um, I mean, we all meet each other eventually, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I am from Jaslan. If that diffuses any tension. No, no, it, it and is. And I get it, it's it's weird. You know, I'm Kefkin commander. My country was conquered by Kefk. Mm-hmm. It's true. I'm from... Uh, Are you from inside of the Empire? No, I'm not. I swore an oath not to say. I, no more friends. No more. It's not a problem. Uh, you fine lady. I know where you are from. And uh, uh, yes. you friend. And he looks up at Tello and Tello uh, is just calm as can be. And he says, um, I am from, uh, uh, well, I'm obviously from Legath. And the lieutenant, <laughs> it's, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, I hear you. And he says, um, but I work mainly out of uh, Legath for uh, the Count Darren Magrid. And this cannot. Of course. But I, I apologize 
I've taken up so much of your time. You are just trying to walk out of the building. Um, if you are bad, I would love to hear you play sometime. I mean, if you are the daughter of, of Ravina Greenbottle, you must be really good. My parents used to talk about her performances. Oh, well, thank you so much. Um, what did you just play? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, come again? In in the, uh, the tavern. What, what did you? Oh, um, I uh, I just I just played a few tunes that I was uh, testing out. Uh, one of them was um, just an old song that I wrote a while ago, and it's nothing too uh, crazy. <clears throat> well, I, she kind of clears her throat. <laughs> I've pressed enough. Um, the I'm last sure one was my favorite. Just which one was that? You know, I don't remember. Ro the name. shoots a look to Craig. <laughs> that seems terribly unlikely. I know, but it just sounded really cool. Well, what were the words? You know, I think it was just more of the tone, the tune of it. Just really describe nice. it for me. I love music. It was just very well done, Ro. I don't know. Uh, can anyone give me a line? I'm, I'm insatiably um, curious. I didn't hear it, but it looks to you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dang it, Craig. <laughs> He's looking at you, um, anticipating. Um, I, I grab my loot. Um, and I play some of the tune, but I don't sing any. Okay. Yeah, that bit was my You get favorite. done and he says, That is haunting. You have your mother's neck for sure. Up until this oh, moment, I thought you. maybe you were bluffing, but maybe you are, daughter of the legend. Well, I mm. have taken up so much of your time. Please uh, continue on your way. Welcome to Omkov. Yeah. I am uh, a okay. magistrate you. here in charge of the city, so if you need anything, uh, just find Viskit. I thank you. It was it was a pleasure meeting you. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, have, have a wonderful day. Yeah. And he passes by you. Um, just strides right in between you all into the tavern. Um, and the dragonborn woman just stands there for like another eight seconds staring at you, Craig. Not moving, not speaking. And then she... By you into the tavern. Um, and the group is just sort of standing there outside of the door. Um, and... Uh, I like... I'm walking Rome. away. Like the the Ro blood lets has out like a left deep my breath. face. Okay, Ro, you let out a deep breath. Craig, you put your head down and start walking in the direction. Um, Boz, um, yeah, I, I and the doors. I say behind you. So they they leave right. I mean, they have, the two commanders have gone inside. Um, you guys are standing outside behind the doors, which have now closed. Craig is still walking. Guys, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, uh, let's go. Where's, where's let's, let's go to the opalescent tome. Uh, where's Greta? Um, <laughs> Craig, Tello, where's Greta? Uh, Tello just very well. Craig has walked away. I walked um, away. Craig's gone. Craig. Tello has Tello is looking at both of you all, and he goes, um, "We have some things to work on, but um, I'm going to get Greta. I'll meet you all at the opalescent tome." Okay. Okay. <laughs> Well done, everyone. And he uh, just sort of like walks by you and opens the doors back up and goes inside. And um, I cast guidance on him as he goes inside. Okay. Uh, you like put a hand on his shoulder. He just looks back at you and nods very seriously. Do you need the clothes? Because I can give him. To and he smiles and just closes the door behind him. Okay. Um, 
Craig, you are walking north. Well, I, I think I got like 10 feet away okay. just to like be safe. Okay. But then I'm like waiting. <laughs> okay. So you two catch up with Craig. You continue on your way. Um, Greta, you were back inside of the tavern. Mm-hmm. Um, you heard them talk at the door for quite some time. But where I you saw them, but you were not close enough to hear them. Okay. Um, the room was awkward in the meantime. And um, that commander has gone in and sat down at a booth. Um, the dragonborn woman with him, some of the soldiers around. Could you make a perception check for me? I don't even technically know that you could fail this with your passive, but. Perception? Mm-hmm. Per Kepkin Tech. Per Kepkin Tech. That's a solid uh, eight. Well, I just have to write down 15 because that's your passive. Because technically, yeah. I don't think you can roll below that. Um, you recognize one of the soldiers with them. Um, it would be Bordron, Helmson, um, uh, and his three little circles, because he's a captain as he introduced himself. Huh. He appears to be under the major. Um, uh, he is like um, sitting down at a table near the commanders. He has a tankard. His face is slightly flushed, and he just um, sort of like looks around the room kind of nervously. He looks up at you, gives you a nervous smile, and goes back to the drink he's drinking. <laughs> okay. Um, and... Uh, uh, the two twins are sitting at either side of you. Can I say that, like, that, like, I sat back down and then, like, immediately I would, like, ignore the conversation and I talked to the the, the elf twins? and I was like, hey, okay. what's the deal? Or, like, okay, why am I, like, I didn't, can I so say that I didn't that, wait? in that time while they were having that interaction, mm-hmm. um, they explained, um, it's um, a very bad idea to get anywhere near Fisket. Why? He's, um, uh, Hungry for knowledge. What does he do with that knowledge? He's a bit of um, the Empire's watchdog. He sniffs things out. Mm. Uh, rumor has it that they recruited him from Zedge because he captured heroes there. And um, rumor has it that he's on a bit of a rebellion squashing squad mm. under General Lashla. So. Mm. If those are your friends, I'd let them be your friends again later. I appreciate it. And they just sit down and quietly drink their drinks. I'm going to ask, um, what are y'all, do y'all live here? Um, the two siblings look at each other. They look back to you. And um, the sister chimes in now and she says, No, we're from uh, Alaban. She just watches your face. What are, what are y'all doing in, in Home Cove? Our boss is also interested in information, so we gather. Ooh, who's your boss? If that's okay. I they, did throw those daggers pretty well. They kind of look at each other, they smile at you, and um, the brother uh, pulls a uh, platinum out of his pocket and lays it down on the counter, slides it toward the bartender. The bartender nods, picks it up, puts it below the counter, looks back at you, and he says, um, we'll be seeing you, Greta. And uh, the two twins step off of their stools and walk out of the tavern. Okay, I'm and we'll gonna... say that it's about this time that like you're you're there at the tavern or at the bar for like a moment, um, and at some point Tello comes in trailing you behind you if you stayed there. I think I'll I'll just follow them out. Okay, you follow them out. You intercept Tello on his way in. Okay. He says, "Um, that is good timing. Ready to go?" Yep, yep. Let's he go. He says, "Um, I'm going to get a drink." And he walks by you. Okay, I'm gonna walk. 
out and find my friends. Okay, so you walk out. Um, you walk out, the group is standing there awkwardly, and then Tello comes out another minute later. Mm. Um, and uh, as he gets near you, he goes, no one had noticed you with us yet, so I felt like that didn't need to happen. Mm. Um, all right, everybody, that was exciting. <laughs> Let's start walking. Okay. He just starts going northward. Yeah, I start following. Um, yeah. And as you guys are walking, he goes, um, um, Let's, um, he looks to Craig and he goes, we're all learning, but let's not antagonize commanders. I'm sorry. I, sometimes it's really hard to keep myself from yeah. letting grudges get to me. Um, <laughs> I, I, that, that whole thing was, was kind of my fault. Um, no, I no, apologize. No. It was a good song. Uh, thanks. Tello, Boz. Um, I just, I kind of got wrapped up in the moment um, and I was, I was playing on stage. And I decided to uh, try out a new song that I wrote um, on the boat over here. Um, probably wasn't a good idea to play around that many kefs. Um, what was this song? It was. Uh, it's it's called Dole Goth. <laughs> good, good. Well, <clears throat> um, this is a learning experience. Um, should we stay in the city or should we leave? We shouldn't leave because that looks extremely suspicious. So. Um, we should did you should or shouldn't 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 probably not for 24 hours okay um because if there is someone to watch us they probably are soon so let's look normal in the city for a little bit huh? yeah mm. all right uh, we, okay. do, we do have a place to stay by the way we, we do we made to, a friend um, oh look yeah at that. yeah okay so that's pretty 50 50 right <laughs> yeah <laughs> she's not a kefkin i don't think you never know <laughs> <laughs> Well, guys, as long as we have my lucky ruby, I think we should be okay. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> um, that thing has kept me going ever since we, we left Legath. It's the prettiest thing I own. I look at it every night before I go to sleep. I kiss it sometimes. Which rubies? The, the ruby, the red one that was slipped into our pockets by the, that was uh, mine. The, by the brass company. That was mine. Um <laughs> A minor illusion. Well, hours, hours. You know. <laughs> um, this has been great. Let's go to the open lesson home. Yes. yes. I like that idea. All right, and um, you guys continue up northward at the main thoroughfare, and leave an interesting time in the tavern behind. And Ooh. at that, we will call it um, ah. episode twenty-five. Ah. Oh my gosh! Woo, guys, hey, why I've... can we not stop talking to Kefkins? Hey, I just want to say... Hey, guys, the only thing we should do in this city is not tick off the local Kefkins. I have to say, Craig hates Kefkins. Yeah, it's we do! So I, don't, I don't know about that. It's just a part I don't think of his character. I couldn't know I love it. Um, uh, you guys are level 5.2. Nice. So. We were already left 5.2. We were already 5.2. Yeah. We were at 5.2 okay. last time. You're right. My numbers are wrong. Um, that's my bad. 5.3. Yeah, I have a math problem. Don't nobody focus on that. Um, But uh, good work, everyone. Um, That was our twenty fifth episode. Uh, Pretty representative of the campaign, I think. Um, (laughs) Party moves to new place, steps in something stinky. (laughs) It's what we do. Um, Oh man! And uh, man, I love this campaign. Twenty five episodes, guys. It's incredible. That's wild. That's wild. And um, no matter how much you guys get involved in, I mean, at some point I can't keep you from the opalescent tomes. That's coming. One day. (laughs) Sometime. (laughs) 
We're gonna <laughs> get halfway to that opalescent tome, <laughs> and and the Kefkins are gonna invade Homecoming again just, just for like fun, just to come back and take it again, Sorry. just to be sure. You are just like for practice. What are you doing? <laughs> it's a drill for the next time we have to do this. <laughs> um, thank you for joining us, everyone. Yeah, uh, hey, yeah. I'm fascinated yeah. to see where the next couple episodes go. If you if you uh, enjoy oh listening and you want to find a simple way to support the podcast. Uh, the best way to do that is by leaving a review on the app that you mm-hmm. listen to on whether it's Spotify or Podcast Addict or Apple or mm-hmm. or Overcast. I mean, everything. It really helps us. Uh, it really feels good to read those things. Yes. And it also helps other people find the podcast. Yeah. So we appreciate every single one we read. Um, mm. If you have money and you want to give it to a local <laughs> D&D podcast, you can find our Patreon. Um, we are uploading special content there, like where we break down every single episode and the inner thoughts and and motives behind the characters. I'm interested for the breakdown on this one. Um, right now, I'm editing a, a special patron exclusive episode <laughs> that's a one shot that I DM'd. That was Woo! so that was good. So fun. It was so fun. I still haven't heard. Yeah, Zach has no idea Ooh. what happened. Spoiler alert: uh, We were all rocks. Everyone. I'm just kidding. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> but no matter what way you decide to support this podcast, we just want to say thank you for listening. And, and if nothing uh, else, tell a friend. We Yay. will see you next week, same time, same place. Skibidoo-wop. 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 Skibidoop-wop. 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 Skibidoop-wop.